It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, yes! Caught! Touchdown! Did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson back in the chair. Uh, Jason Walker... Not in the studio. He's up uh, covering Utah State Athletics. We've got a doubleheader going on today. Utah State women's basketball taking on College of Idaho. That game is uh, just getting ready for the second half. And then it will, later tonight, it'll be Utah State men's basketball taking on Utah Valley and uh, in their home and season opener. So Jason will join us uh, some point during the show. When the women's basketball game concludes, share some of his observations of that game. We do know that um, uh, Ryan Odom has set his uh, starting five for tonight. And some kind of surprises there uh, with uh, who was chosen to uh, start, who's coming off the bench for Utah State. So we'll get into that. Uh, Jason has also put together kind of a a part one preview of the Aggies' non-conference basketball schedule, a team-by-team look at uh, who these teams are, uh, the players that they lost, players who they gained, what they looked like in the preseason Ken Palm rankings. So good way, good primer to get you ready for the start of the uh, Utah State men's basketball season. And so a lot of different stuff there that Jason has been cranking out over the weekend and today, and it's definitely a lot more to come on CashValleyDaily.com. So we miss him in here in studio, but he's getting work done for uh, what's going on on uh, that we'll use here that we'll uh, be using on our sister station, KVNU, and certainly on CashValleyDaily.com. So uh, we miss Jason not being here, but he's doing good work. Uh, and a, a lot of great stuff he's already put together for you, for Aggie fans. Great content there to preview the upcoming season, uh, the players, and uh, recap what happened over the weekend for Utah State football. So crazy win for the Aggies, but uh, you'll take it, right? And uh, Utah State moves a little bit closer to bowl eligibility and uh, trying to get to a uh, respectable uh, you know, uh, record on the year. A couple of uh, just a few more games left in the regular season for them to do that. And we'll get into Hawaii a little bit later on in the season as we go. Uh, in the week, sorry, as we go, uh, preview the Lobos, uh, not the Lobos, the Rainbow Warriors. Boy, my brain's all kind of scrambled. That's what happens if you don't sit in the chair for a couple of days. But if you want to chime in as to uh, what happened over the weekend, we had the 4A football semifinals, Ridgeline and Mountain Crest in Cedar City. I got to watch the Ridgeline game. I did not uh, see the Mountain Crest game. Had other responsibilities that uh, took us away from the field. But got to see the Ridgeline game. I listened to a vast majority of that uh, Mountain Crest game. And uh, certainly the Aggie football game on Saturday. Uh, the men's basketball game tonight. Women's basketball game underway. And the Utah Jazz just continuing uh, uh, their hot start to the season. Sweeping the L.A. teams 
in Los Angeles, returning home to take on the Lakers once again after uh, facing them just earlier last week. Uh, But there is news that the uh, Lakers will not have a couple of players with them tonight. Looks like LeBron James is not going to play. Patrick Beverly um, also not going to play, uh, not traveling with the team, uh, just with some injuries. It looks like uh, for the Utah Jazz, Jared Vanderbilt um, still kind of dealing with uh, an abductor strain, so he's not uh, back to full uh, full strength either for the Utah Jazz. And uh, honestly, I was worried about not having him in the mix, especially for that Clippers matchup. But um, uh, praise uh, Will Hardy and that roster and that coaching staff and the adjustments that they made and figuring out a way to still play really stout and uh, stout defense and uh, find ways to to get that victory uh, against the Clippers particularly. So a lot of different things on the table today on the docket to cover and love to hear from you. Full Court Press text line is open, 435-339-0321 to chime in to cover uh, the Utah Jazz, the Utah State football team, Utah State men's basketball team, and uh, certainly we can get into the high school football uh, 4A semifinals that took place in Cedar City over the weekend. And it looks like since it's going to be an all-region 10 championship that they are going to have that championship down in uh, southern Utah, which makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to you know, drive five hours, four, five, four and a half hours north to uh, play each other than drive back home. Do it closer to home. You get more fans there, more excitement, and that's what they're going to do. So it'll be Crimson Glyphs versus Desert Hills in the uh, 4A championship. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, getting there, talking about Ridgeline, uh, watching them. Look, they they played hard. I, I thought that they had more control of the game. But when you turn the ball over four or five times, it's tough to win any ball game. And unfortunately, you know, Crimson Cliffs they were opportunistic. Uh, they had takeaways. They had were given short fields as a result, and they took advantage. Uh, you know, second half. Ridgeline has a big stop. Crimson Cliffs tries to go for it on fourth and goal with like inches to go. Ridgeline defense bows up and they stop them. They march down the full length of the field and they score to take the lead. Uh, and they're up 13 to 12. And on suing kickoff return, Crimson Cliffs brings it all the way back. And that just seemed to let all the air out of the sails after Ridgeline had uh, started building momentum back in their favor. And then it was all Crimson Cliffs after that. And then for Mountain Crest, look, a really stout and tough first half, playing really solid defense, really solid on how they're moving the ball, at least enough to have a halftime lead, but a totally different story in the second half as Desert Hills just goes on a tear and, uh, what, 30-plus uh, unanswered points in the second half, and they just run away from Mountain Crest, so it'll be Crimson Cliffs uh, against Desert Hills, which, you know what, that's chalk for those to, uh, on that side. Look, it's number one versus number two, and it's kind of what you'd like to see to some degree on how that plays out, but uh, certainly would have been fun to have a Region 11 opponent there, and there were opportunities to be in the mix there, but uh, unfortunately not able to get it done as the Mountain Crest and uh, Ridgeline both fall short in the uh, semifinals. 
Uh, 435-339-0321. Getting to some of your texts coming through on the Full Court Press text line. Uh, 7966 sent this in over the weekend after um, you know Ryan Odom revealed his uh, starting lineup for their game tonight uh, in his press availability on Sunday. But 7966, uh, upon hearing that, says, I like the starting lineup that Coach Odom announced tonight. Uh, and for those keeping track or those who, who missed it, uh, the, the starting five will be Ryland Jones, Max Shulga, Sean Berstow, Taylor Funk, and Trevin Dorius. So really kind of, uh, there's a few there that caught me by surprise. But before we get into that, I just want to continue on with the text here from 7966. I think Ashworth is a better player than Ryland Jones, but I can see the value in having an elite scorer and shooter coming off the bench early in the game. I'm also glad to see Shulga starting as well. I think he has much more upside than anyone else at the position. Adel Rock showed some flashes last season, but wasn't consistent enough, in my opinion, to be a starter. I'm not too surprised, as some are, to see Dorius starting. He's the best rim protector that we have, and I think that for our centers, defense is the top priority. I like that we have depth at the position, though. Can't wait for the game. So, reminder, the game does tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage on our sister station, KVNU, with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. That'll start at 6. But um, yeah, I also heard that uh, Utah Valley is down, one of their key players. He's hurt and uh, is not going to be available. But um, I, I haven't seen what the Vegas line is on this yet, but I will <laughs> we'll look at that just for entertainment purposes. But, um, yeah, the, the surprises to me with the lineup, I'm not totally surprised to see Max Shulga in the starting lineup in place of R.J. Uh, Edelrock. I know Edelrock has the experience, and uh, not just on the court, but also with the coaching staff. But uh, Max Shulga, the way he has been playing, I, I think he absolutely deserves to get starter minutes. And uh, that I think that also means that you've got a really interesting second unit that can come in with Ashworth, Edelrock, and Atkin. You know, particularly, you look just at those three uh, main ones. Uh, but uh, I-, I thought that Akin, <coughs> excuse me, I thought that uh, <coughs> I thought that Akin would be the star- uh, the starter in place of Dorius. Um, so a little surprised to see Dorius as the starter. Uh, therefore, Utah State um, in and in, uh, in place of Akin. I thought the way that Akin was playing, that um, you know his. Yeah, versatility may win out, but but uh, putting Dorius in there does provide a rim protector and uh, a little bit more of a solid presence in the low post. And look, he's not in there to bring you 12 points and eight rebounds and four blocks. He's in, in there to, yes, to get some rebounds. I mean, eight rebounds maybe isn't too far uh, out of the ordinary, which maybe we could get out of uh, or expect to get out of uh, Trevin Dorius. But uh, he's there mostly to get you know, putbacks, uh, uh, create some presence, make it difficult for opponents in the low post, and take up space. You're going to get plenty of scoring and shooting from other positions on the court. So not totally surprised, uh, but that uh, of of any starting lineup change, that's the one that does stand out to me the most. Uh, but uh, look, I saw Dorius in, in some practices. And he looked solid. He was playing really well. I thought that he's 
playing with a little bit more purpose. And uh, just if he can finish around the rim, that's been a bit of his uh, bugaboo, being able to finish around the rim when he's had those opportunities. So, uh, But that's the starting five for the Utah State men's basketball team tonight. So your thoughts on that. I'd uh, love to get your your ideas about how you think this uh, this unit starting unit will be and that second unit for Utah State, how that looks, which I think brings uh, provides some really interesting uh, prospects for the Aggies as well. Uh, 2305 texting in. I read something today on YouTube about a guy that follows college football in West Virginia and said that the Pac-12 had invited San Diego State and SMU to the conference. Have you heard anything official about this? I'm sure it's not official yet, but just wondering what you knew about it with the uh, the Pac-12. Uh, so yeah, there were some rumors earlier this morning. First I heard it was on the Dan Patrick show here on this station. And later in the day, because those, those uh, rumors continued to swirl, uh, but then later in the day, I did see, uh, I'm going to make sure I get it. Um, give me one second as I'm scrolling through here. I want to make sure I get proper attribution. But it was Nicole Auerbach uh, with The Athletic reporting later in the day saying that the report about the Pac-12 announcing the addition of SDSU as soon as this week a source close to the situation tells The Athletic that the report is inaccurate. It's been my understanding that the Pac-12 will do its media deal, media deal first before any conference expansion, which uh, is kind of interesting in its own right. That if the Pac-12 knew that it still had a Southern U- or a Southern California institution, that could help in its media negotiations. And to illustrate that they were aggressive in finding ways and opportunities to still have a Southern California presence. I know that the, uh, Kyle Whittingham was asked about it today in his press conference, and he uh, applauded the opportunity to add uh, another Southern California school uh, for recruiting purposes. But let's also re- note that Earlier this weekend, uh, over the weekend, San Diego State released some details saying that their for their final home games of the season, tickets were basically going to be half price. They've got a beautiful new stadium, which they opened this year, and everybody was so excited. Oh, it's going to be more accessible. It's going to feel more intimate. It's going to be a better experience. But people still aren't coming out to watch San Diego State football. So their athletic department is having a fire sale just to try to get butts in the seats. So the fan base there for San Diego State football just isn't really there. Despite easier access, better stadium, uh, you know, a football team that's really not bad, but uh, not not really exciting football. They don't play exciting brand of of offense or anything like that, so make it a little bit tough for them. But uh, nonetheless, kind of interesting to see how that's playing out in San Diego. And San Diego State, definitely not a replacement fully for UCLA or USC, but um, it it does provide somebody in Southern California. Frankly, I would think Fresno State would probably be a better companion but uh, they're probably a little bit too far north, a little too far inland to uh, to really say that they capture the California market. Uh, San Diego State basketball, certainly they'll be good. 
But for football reasons, outside of recruiting, there's I don't see a lot of benefit there. But uh, to get to the text, the bottom line here is that those reports were premature. Um, if it does pan out to be true, and San Diego State does go to the Pac-12, does the Mountain West stand pat and you know stay as they are, or do they try to find a replacement? Now you've heard me on this on this station on this show many times in the past complain to them about the Mountain West not being opportunistic before and finding ways to add some of those Texas schools when they had the opportunity. Um, and so right now, I don't know. Uh, it's not like there are a lot of schools in currently in the Mountain West footprint that can come in and replace a school like San Diego State. You have to go and expand your footprint somewhere else, which uh, isn't always an easy thing to do. Which And those, th- those schools that have to be willing to move from their current situation to come to the Mountain West. A couple more texts coming through, 0366. Uh, what's the word with Brenchley Kid from Providence? I know he had a shoulder injury last year, but I would assume he would have uh, we would have heard his name a little bit by now. Uh, yeah, there was the, the injury that slowed him down a bit, um, but um, you know beyond that, I can't really tell you a whole lot. Other than there have been other players uh, have uh, performed well and have uh, gotten time ahead of him. Uh, part of his could be part of his rehab being set back from that, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, he was on. He was. He came to Utah State as a preferred walk-on. I know he was a great basketball player at Ridgeline. Uh, he was part of that. Uh, I think he was a year younger than Mason Falslove. But uh, you could, when you watch those two play, it was clear that Mason was uh, the. He was a better player. He did. Did things more at a higher level, uh, but I would love to see um, uh, Brenchley uh, playing for Utah State. It's always great to see local products perform well in Aggie uniforms. But beyond that, I uh, can't tell you too much right now. We'll have to find out though. We'll ask around. Two three zero five, texting in again. It's fun to speculate and think ahead. Just wondering who might get an invite, who might be in addition to uh, the. Uh, uh, the Mountain West, if it did happen. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, you'd have to look at maybe somebody in, in Conference USA as a potential. Um, maybe the Sun Belt. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just not very many schools. It, maybe you'd have to see if there were a team like Montana or Montana State that wanted to upgrade, but do you really want that? Do you really want maybe North Dakota or or North Dakota State, you know, one of those schools to move up in the rankings? They don't really add a lot of media presence. Yeah, they have some rich history at the lower level, but do they really add more TV? Do they add more eyeballs? Do they really enhance your overall product? And I don't think that they really do. So I, I think that's why you have to look for schools or, or programs that are already established in Division One or the F, 
BS. And, um, and maybe in markets that are yet untapped by the Mountain West where they'd maybe like to expand. Uh, more on that. Love to continue to get your thoughts on that. You know, the rumors about San Diego State to the Pac-12 seem to be a bit premature, but it's probably inevitable. Uh, so what does the Mountain West do? Where do they go from there? Uh, the Utah Jazz playing really well, hosting the L.A. Lakers tonight in Salt Lake City. Uh, Utah State football with another win over the weekend over New Mexico. And now they turn their attention to Hawaii and uh, Utah State men's basketball in action tonight for their home and season opener against Utah Valley. A lot of different things to touch on here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you. Be a part of the show. 435-339-0321. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We've teamed up with Ridgeline High School Booster Club to bring you the mattress warehouse sale of the year. November 11th and 12th at Ridgeline High School. My Mattress, Maloof, and Sarah Noni will have truckloads of mattresses, mattress protectors, sheets, pillows, accessories, Sarah Noni blankets, and more at blowout, rock-bottom prices. Plus, you'll save thousands on Sealy, Intellibet, and Tempur-Pedic. That's Friday, November 11th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., and Saturday the 12th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't miss this chance for blowout pricing from My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni, November 11th and 12th at the Ridgeline High School Mattress Warehouse Sale. Holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272, online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is, is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. ChemDry of Northern Utah, ChemDry of Northern Utah. 752 This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. 
Dak Prescott makes $40 million a year, and it cannot beat good teams since his rookie year. Here is Dak Prescott versus playoff teams in his career. 12 and 21. What is he, Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football? Oh, wait. That's actually what I've compared him to the last two years. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, Cache County Food Pantry has a crucial need for donations right now. A lot of families seeking assistance with inflation causing issues. Uh, they could use turkeys, hams, anything that might be used for as part of a traditional Thanksgiving or Christmas meal is all desperately needed. Uh, plus, like cash goes a really long way with the Cash Food Pantry. So, uh, making donations, cash donations. Uh, uh, writing out a check. They have a, a link to donate on their website, or you can even use Venmo at cash-pantry. All makes a big difference. So please join all of us here at The Fan and all of us here at Cash Valley Media Group in trying to help the Cash Food Pantry this holiday season. 435-339-0321 to chime in and join us on the uh, Full Court Press text line. And we have Utah State football beating New Mexico on Saturday. We had uh, Ridgeline and Mountain Crest in the 4A semifinals. Unfortunately, uh, not advancing to the championship game this week. We've got Utah State men's basketball starting tonight. USU women's basketball underway right now. Utah Jazz swept the L.A. teams over the weekend. They're hosting the Lakers tonight. So, boy, we got a lot on the table to get through and love to get from you uh, your thoughts on all of this. 435-339. 0321. Uh, 9315 texting in. The play calling in the game on Saturday was really on point for the USU football staff. Go Aggies. Well, when you when you consider the weather and all the youth that they were having to to utilize, uh, it kind of made sense the way that they did things the way they did. And look, that was that was a great illustration of Two programs in different directions. Uh, two programs with different um, hi- recent history. Uh, th- there was a a great uh, illustration there with uh, Blake Anderson and his staff willing to give trust a- and faith in his guys and executing game-winning plays. And New Mexico is just a program that's been searching for a long time to try to figure themselves out and try to figure out uh, you know what's who they're all about and you know finding ways to win. Now there were good stretches there where New Mexico was the better team and the Aggies struggled a bit. Uh, but uh, give credit for Utah State and that staff you know, doing the fake punt, the fake field goal, getting the turnover late to seal the deal, uh, and uh, you know game planning around that uh, bad weather, but uh, that was a, a culture that has experienced winning versus a culture that doesn't. And I think that's what really played out on Saturday afternoon on Merlin Olson Field. 
9315. Oh, I had a previous text. Excuse me. Uh, who is the best team in Texas that fits the Mountain West? That's where they should go. Um, well, it's really the question is what's the best available team in Texas? Because Houston in the AAC, they're moving up to the Big 12. Uh, and then out of Conference USA, uh, North Texas and UTSA are leaving Conference USA to go to the American Athletic. And really, I think there were opportunities there for Utah State, excuse me, for the Mountain West Conference to try to poach those teams and bring them into the Mountain West Network. I mean, that would that would have been great. Like, you get to go to Dallas and San Antonio, big markets, very rich recruiting bed, and, uh, and uh, big media markets. So... Those were missed opportunities. So the real question is, who's left? Can you make an argument for any of those other teams? Um, and, and maybe you could get a team out of AAC. Um, Tulsa, maybe. Do you want Tulsa? I mean, no, it's in Oklahoma. It's not Texas. Getting somebody in Texas would be better. So who does that leave you with? Really, that leaves you with... Uh, I don't UTEP. <laughs> uh, maybe go to the Sun Belt and uh, find some schools there. Texas State. I mean, that's kind of in the Austin, Texas area, but Texas State's not a great program. But yeah, the the options are extremely limited now. Now that um, after Houston and UTSA are making the move uh, to AAC, um, or excuse me, Houston's making the move to Big 12, and so UTSA and North Texas are making the move to the AAC as replacements, there's not really a lot left to, uh, to consider and uh, that w- would be available. Um, you know, Rice, maybe. Rice is in Houston, but that's not really a great program. I mean, honestly, it, it's it's kind of like the San Jose State days of, of years past. And they've gotten a little bit better more recently, but the argument was, oh, look, you got uh, you know San Jose in the, the Bay Area. You got that media market. Well, just because you're in that media market does not mean that you're going to get eyeballs and does not mean you're going to get people who tune in and care. So um, I don't really know where the Mountain West goes. If uh, I just there's not a lot of options unless they go a, on a, an aggressive go east <laughs> campaign uh, to to bring in schools like Tulsa or Texas State or even further a far afield go to Louisiana Tech or something like that. Uh, so the the options are pretty limited for the Mountain West. Now, do they go to the, the, the FCS front and try to convince some of those schools to, to elevate their standing? Uh, maybe a Montana, a Montana State, or North Dakota, or North Dakota State. But again, those don't really elevate 
your uh, your your football options. Uh, Abilene Christian, aren't they aren't they moving up? They may be moving up. Uh, I'm not sure which uh, which classification or which uh, conference they're going to, but but I think the Mountain West, if they were to uh, expand, they would want somebody who's already at their level, uh, and not bring somebody on who's just coming into that level. Uh, two three zero five texting in. It doesn't sound uh, like the Mountain West has the leverage on very many teams. If you're talking about is not going to add to the conference, that means this conference is in trouble. Uh, it absolutely is in trouble. Now, Boise State could eventually go somewhere. Uh, I don't know that they're in, certainly not in the Big Twelve wheelhouse right now, but they might be in the future. Um, you know, San Diego State. Definitely could be on the on the way out. Colorado State would be a target. So, um, I, look, there's if the Pac-12 continue to get picked apart, say the Big Ten comes in and takes Washington and Oregon, uh, maybe they even take Stanford. Then uh, you know the Big 12 becomes a shell of its former self, and at that point. You know, the Pac-12 would look at what's remaining in their footprint, and they'd probably take Colorado State. Uh, they'd probably take UNLV. San Diego State may already be on their way there. But um, then look, Utah State's looking at a shell of its former self in the Mountain West with several of its other peers. And at that point, I don't even know if the Mountain West is, is still around. And uh, you may be making appeals to a Conference USA or the Sun Belt or the AAC for membership because uh, go like the whack and fall apart as a football program or football conference. Uh, 5338 texting in. Perhaps Texas A&M will be looking for a new conference. Are they 3-6 and six this year? What happened to Jimbo Fisher's number one recruiting class? <laughs> yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of upset. Texas A&M fans, I've seen a number of things for uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, fans of that school trying to figure out ways to get him fired. But the the deal that he has with that university, yeah, good luck with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, not a great start uh, for him. And uh, look, when you look at the updated uh, rankings, there's been several kind of surprises with this football season as uh, the, to the point where we are now. Look, Alabama's dropped to 10, number 10 overall. Um, you know, Clemson dropped seven spots in the poll today. Um, you know, I don't, let's see, I think there are some Mountain West schools that are receiving some votes. Uh, San Jose State is, uh, has one point, so they got one vote by somebody on a poll for the uh, AP. And for the coaches um, at Boise State, getting a point. So they showed up on somebody's top 25 poll. So kind of surprising there. But you see UTSA, they're getting votes. Troy's getting votes. So, I mean, those are, those are some schools that should be un, in consideration. Uh, when you look at FCS, like the top teams in FCS, that's South Dakota State, Sacramento State. Those are the schools getting uh, first place votes. Montana State, North Dakota State, those are all high-performing schools. But 
again, I don't know how many of them are going to be moving up and uh, that even would show interest by the Mountain West as potential members uh, of their conference. Uh, 2305 texting in. Um, uh, too bad that USU and the University of Utah are not connected legally. Uh, we would be in the Pac-12 right now and having no problems, um, a.k.a. Washington State uh, and Oregon. Yeah, like Washington State and Washington are connected. Oregon State and Oregon are connected. Arizona and Arizona State are connected. But that was never done here in the state of Utah, and that's uh, really unfortunate. Because there were times that the Utah State was clearly the better program ahead of the U, but that has uh, definitely flipped over the years. But um, it's just not the way that it is. Uh, yeah, because there are there are certain situations with the legislature and laws on the books that if one school is going somewhere, the other school is going with it. It's a package deal. But that has definitely not been the case here in the state of Utah. Uh, another quick text, uh, uh, well, excuse me, another quick timeout before more texts here on the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your thoughts about uh, the state of college football. Rumor that San Diego State heading to the Pac-12, though that's uh, being reported that's a bit premature. Uh, Utah State football over the weekend, picking up a nice win over New Mexico. Utah State men's basketball in action tonight, taking on Utah Valley. And uh, we had some... We got the women's basketball underway right now. We'll hear from Jason Walker in a little bit. He is there, uh, and uh, he'll report between the games how things are going and how things are looking uh, for both the women and the men as they get their official basketball season underway today uh, in the spectrum. So that's all the head coming up here on the Full Court Press. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. With inflation at record highs, why buy new if you can repair your current machine? Daryl's Appliances factory trained technicians spend hundreds of hours in training each year to ensure your appliance is repaired right the first time. You can have peace of mind. They offer no risk service, meaning if you want to purchase new instead of repair, you can apply up to $95 of your service call towards an appliance purchase. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient, not the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options in the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. Dak Prescott makes $40 million a year, and it cannot beat good teams since his rookie year. Here is Dak Prescott versus playoff teams in his career. 12 and 21. What is he, Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football? Oh, wait. 
That's actually what I've compared him to the last two years. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi, this is Tyler. Recently, my father passed away, and White Pine provided the funeral services for our family. They were friendly, thoughtful, and attentive to every detail. You know, it isn't often that a loved one passes away, so it was very important to my family that everything be handled just right. Because my dad was loved by so many people, we had a lot of family and friends that traveled from out of town. I really appreciate how White Pine Funeral Services made sure everyone was comfortable and that the focus was where it needed to be, on my dad and my family. They really took care of us during this tender time. Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Ah, the cold weather is here, so it's more important than ever to keep your car in tip-top shape. Get your oil change at Valvoline Instant Oil Change right across from Angie's on Main Street in Logan, 695 North Main in Logan. Quick update, Utah State women uh, all got just about got this all wrapped up. 75 to 58, about 30 seconds left to go as uh, the Utah State women's basketball team Starting off on a strong note to get their season started. We'll hear from Jason Walker uh, in a little bit. He'll be calling us after he has discussions with uh, Coach Ard and their, her players and, uh, in the in-between between the uh, the women's game and the men's game, which will be a little bit later on. Reminder, pregame coverage for that will start at 6. And then the uh, on KVNU, tip-off will be at 7. Encourage you to try to get up there and see Utah State take on Utah Valley. By the way, Aggies are favored in this one by eight and a half. Now, I don't know. I didn't look at this earlier. I don't know if that's moved upon the news that Taj Small will not be available for uh, for Utah Valley. And um, you know, this was a, he's a newcomer to their program. And uh, this was uh, somebody who transferred from Tarleton State. He averaged nearly 14 points, just under, well, about five and a half rebounds at Tarleton State before uh, the 6'5 guard transferred to Utah Valley. So he is uh, not going to be in the mix, according to Jeff Goodman, who uh, reported that earlier today. Uh, By the way, speaking of the Utah State non-conference schedule, you can check it out on cashvalleydaily.com. As uh, at least the first part of it, uh, Jason Walker went team by team looking at each uh, non-conference opponent for the Aggies and uh, look at uh, where they finished last year in the net and what their preseason Ken Palm numbers look like for these schools. And um, kind of surprisingly better than I thought when you look at school by school and what the Ken Palm numbers are. And uh, look, you got... Oral Roberts as a 120. Uh, you've got uh, San Diego at 139. Santa Clara at 111. 
Now, Bradley at 124. That's who Utah State will face on Friday. And Utah Valley, 128 in the preseason Ken Palm numbers. So, not not bad. Um, not uh, uh, non-conference teams under 100. But they're uh, not in the 200 range. So, uh, certainly, in that, those are decent, respectable numbers for non-conference opponents. And actually, it will get more challenging for Utah State a little bit later on in their non-conference schedule. And so they've got San Francisco uh, on the uh, on the schedule. And they've got some other you know, stronger opponents-ish that they'll have to go through. But uh, nice start uh, to get things going underway tonight with uh, Utah Valley. And if you missed it, the uh, starting five announced yesterday for Ryan Odom. Uh, Rylan Jones, Max Shulga, Sean Barstow, and um, uh, Taylor Funk, and Trevin Dorius. So really kind of surprised to see Trevin Dorius as a starter ahead of uh, Dan Akin. But that means your, your second unit will feature an experienced R.J. Edelrock, an experienced offensive scorer in Steven Ashworth, and uh, a, a real hustle guy in Dan Akin who will clean things up and make a lot of other things happen. So uh, that second unit will be really tough for USU. And you may even have a, a Shimon Zapala in there with the Akin at the four and Zapala at the five. So really interesting second unit lining up for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, 2305 texting in. Is there any TV coverage of the men's basketball game tonight? Uh, no, it's only available on the Mountain West Network. So you can pull it up online at the MW.com and uh, find a way to watch it there. Uh, 6543. I'm afraid that it'll end up being the few mega conferences and everybody else won't matter. Uh, yes. Uh, also, yeah, that's uh, kind of the way a lot of other people feel like this. It's going to be a further separation of powers <laughs> with those few conferences that will have all the power and uh, really finding who has uh, any kind of, uh, uh, you know, <sighs> Credibility is not like the right word, but cachet. Maybe who brings who truly brings eyeballs, who truly brings value, and then they're just going to sift through. Uh, but you know what? I, I see these conferences and I see what's happening, and I still wonder: Well, how is how is Northwestern still in the Big Ten? How is Vanderbilt in the SEC? How do they get away with that? But the thing is, you can't kick out a team that's already in your conference. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know if there's some point where they uh, all create something new. It's the best of the best of the best. And maybe we'll head to that at some point. But um, right now there's a lot of TV negotiations going on and uh, setting the, the bar higher and higher and creating even a wider gap between the haves and the have-nots. And unfortunately, Utah State will be on the other side there uh, and uh, not able to still be in the mix with some of these other programs. Another quick timeout. Love to continue to get your thoughts on the variety of topics today. It's uh, I mean, it's a full buffet. I mean, we got the Utah State football, 4A football semifinals that took place down in Cedar City with Ridgeline and Mountain Crest the start of the Utah State men's basketball season, and the Utah Jazz continuing their strong play, especially on the road, and playing very well in the clutch. Not 
what I would have expected out of a young, relatively inexperienced team that just kind of got cobbled together. So, But they're finding ways to do it, and it's been a ton of fun watching them do it. So we'll get into that and a lot more coming up here on the Full Court Press. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. Whatever you do, don't forget to change the oil in your car. My team at Valvoline Instant Oil Change will get you in and out quickly. Stay in your car and relax, all while your car is being serviced by trained professionals. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators. Power you can count on. I think I can, I think I can. Do you feel like you're chugging up the inflation mountain? This is Zach with HSA Depot, and we can help. Did you know that you can save as much as 30% by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your inflation mountain and your health care by providing eligible products. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot, five-star review. The Cash Valley Media Group Logan Holiday Gift Show is presented by Coppins Hallmark Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. It is the perfect place to kick off your holiday shopping. Ideas and treats for the entire family. Clothing, books, jewelry, purses, home and holiday decor, baby items, and don't miss everyone's favorite guest, Santa. <laughs> the Logan Holiday Gift Show presented by Coppins Hallmark Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Start your holiday shopping off right. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Ah, you'll be more prepared for the cold winter weather with your help from, uh, well, with help from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Save up to $16 on a pair of Rain-X silicone wiper blades, or take the $10 instant rebate on a set of Napa Exact Fit wiper blades, and might as well start stocking up on ice melt. 50-pound bags of ice melt, just $10 a bag at Napa Auto Parts. So uh, Utah State women, that game has gone final. They win. Uh, they beat College of Idaho with that uh, tip-off earlier this afternoon. And uh, Utah State wins that one, 75-58. Uh, to 58. Jason Williams will be – Jason Williams, Jason Walker will be joining the show a little bit later on to uh, talk about that game, uh, observations of the Utah State women getting their first uh, win of the season, their opener. And uh, solid performances, double-digit scores. There were like one, two, three, four double-digit scores for Utah State uh, with a few more that were really close. So pretty balanced scoring uh, for Utah State and what they were able to do. 
Um, and uh, we'll get more thoughts on on that from from Jason. But probably uh, you know, the the two standouts would be Carvalho and uh, Oliva. Uh, Carvalho had 14 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and three steals. While Oliva had 17 points, five boards, and one steal. So. A nice, strong performance by uh, Utah State women's basketball. The men take to the court a little bit later on tonight. Pre-game coverage for us starting at 6 on our sister station, KVNU, with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. And tip-off will be at 7. I uh, hope you're planning to go there and watch this new team in person with the starting lineup announced yesterday of Ryland Jones, Max Shulga, Sean Barristow, uh, Taylor Funk, and Trevin Dorius. So some uh, interesting changes there. Notably, R.J. Edelrock was a starter last year, uh, but Max Shulga is, is taking that spot. And uh, Trevin Dorius filling the center position, which I thought would probably go to Dan Akin. But uh, bringing Akin off the bench will, uh, will be, a, I think, a really smart move and provide a lot of energy and uh, keep things rolling for Utah State with that, uh, along with Stephen Ashworth, Maybe even Zapala in there uh, off the bench for Utah State. So, uh, and uh, Edelrock in the mix as well. So, it's interesting first and second unit for Utah State men's basketball. And we'll see how it plays out tonight against Utah Valley, who will be without one of their key guys. Taj Small is uh, not going to be available, according to Jeff Goodman, who reported earlier today that uh, he would not be available for Utah Valley uh, in the uh, home and season opener. Uh, for the Aggies uh, in Logan. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming up next hour. Uh, we'll also continue to recap what happened with Utah State football and their win over to Mexico. Uh, Utah Jazz off to a hot start, uh, continuing their hot, I should say, continuing their hot start, picking up some nice wins on the road, which had been a little bit uh, difficult for them to do, but uh, really playing well late in the game. And uh, we'll continue to talk about that as they host the Lakers later on tonight in Salt Lake City. Uh, 6391, texting in, there should be a tier between FBS and FCS with separate postseasons and everything. G5 has no chance with the current setup. Um, uh, no chances to playing for the national championship. Uh, I, I could agree with you there. I think Cincinnati gave the best chance of it last year, um, it, which is, Illustrated that there is a path to the college football playoffs, but it's really hard. I mean, they basically had to go virtually undefeated the year prior to get the momentum behind the voters uh, going into last season to be considered <laughs> to be to gain that kind of uh, headway to gain, to get uh, that high in the polls, but um, there. There technically is a path, and if they do expand to 12 teams to the college football playoff, then you know there could be some more opportunity there for other schools to get in, not to compete for the championship. I just don't think that's ever really going to be uh, something that's going to be you know, really legitimate. But uh, they will be able to get, participate in the playoffs, and uh, who knows, maybe somebody gets hot at the right time and Shows that uh, they were getting overlooked all year. But I don't know that a tier between FBS and FCS is is necessary. We, we already kind of have a separation as it currently exists between P5 and G5. 
we can continue to discuss. Love to get more of your texts coming up next hour, 435-339-0321. Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. On Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took down the L.A. Rams thanks to a classic fourth quarter drive by Tom Brady. Going into the season, many had this matchup pegged as a potential NFC title game preview, but the two teams have failed to live up to expectations. And after the Rams' heartbreaking loss to Tampa this weekend, the two Super Bowl contenders appear to be trending in opposite directions. The Bucs' win puts Tampa in first place in the dismal NFC South. Things aren't looking as promising in L.A. The Rams are ranked 29th in scoring offense this year. The offensive line's been a mess, and without Von Miller, L.A. has dropped from top five in sacks in 2021 to the bottom half of the league this year. The NFC West is still open for the taking, so it's hard to count out the defending Super Bowl champs. But with a 3-5 and five record and no first-round pick, a Super Bowl hangover is starting to become a real reality in Los Angeles. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.